received your instructions. Touch cards if you like. Let's fight. Welcome, welcome to Cam Blue's Bout Business MMA Podcast. <laughs> Featuring Lou Finicaro. Boom! A production of GreenRollMedia.com, the world's premier sports betting podcast network, rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. 100%! Now, it's fight weekend, and it is time to touch gloves with the most decorated mixed martial arts betting analyst in the business. He's your host of our main event. You ready? Bring it on! Come on! Come on. And he's all about business. Lou Finacaro. Welcome, fight enthusiasts, to UFC Las Vegas 83, the Shanghai to UFC Apex edition of Gamblu's Bout Business Podcast. As always, we want to throw appreciation to the many supporters throughout the states and the world that tune in to get my perspective on UFC fight cards. We appreciate you tuning in and we're rolling up our sleeves to be successful for you. Last week, we win the first two and then we drop six. Trying to get aggressive with some of the future parlays meaning taking a position with a favorite and moving it into a future fight card. That didn't work last week. That's the way it is. The issue really, if we look close, is that I go two and six, while favorites on the fight card were five and six. Last note after last week's report is that on December 15th, memberships, for 2024, all the podcasts for Bout Business will be open and available. So anyone interested in memberships, whether it's a week, three months, or a year, please check the gamblu.com webpage. Those that won't be with us, the idea is to teach, share, and get you on your feet. And if you're ready, we salute you. Those that want to stay, we'll be rolling up our sleeves for you. now. It's bounce time. Let's get right into the fights. Before we do, reviewing our futures is a sole position on Colby Covington. I still like him in the fight. Those that don't have my price of minus 110, now I salute you. Because Covington's plus 105 to plus 115, wherever you're shopping now, and it may not change. I like to be on the better side, on the positive side of these futures. In this one, we are not. Okay, 2023, with these two fight cards remaining, bout business, 101 and 101. We're up 26.88 units and showing a 14% return on investment. Now that we've cleaned up the business, let's now focus on bottom line profitability from UFC Las Vegas 83. And with that, we move right into round one. In round one, we're gonna go to the third fight in on the card. That fight, Stephanie Egger, and she is fighting Luana Santos. This was the only blip on the scale today. And it's really interesting to note Egger is a legitimate and really oversized 
135-pound fighter, ladies' bantamweight. The native of Switzerland is a submission specialist. She's big, she's long, and she's tall, and she's a legitimate bantamweight fighter. Luana Santos, the Brazilian, comes in, less experience than Egger, and she comes in on a weight increase. Her last fight was at 126. Meanwhile, she steps on the scale after a half hour of weigh-ins at 139. So her last fight, 126, she moves up to 135, obviously because she couldn't make weight down at flyweight anymore, and she misses by three and a half pounds, really obtuse. She's clearly cheating. She knows as a grappler, she's got to find a way to take Egger down, and Egger is the legitimate bantamweight, taller, longer, and more experienced, to be quite honest. When we look at Egger, we see a gal that's going to be an inch taller, and she's going to have substantial reach. The issue will be that Egger's 35, Santos 23. I believe it's Egger's size, and I believe it's Egger's maturity that'll make the difference in here. Egger opens up a plus 145 to Santos 170 as a favorite. Santos is now minus 160, minus 155, and we've lost a little price on Egger. She's plus 135, and in fact, after this weigh-in snafu, I saw a little action on Egger, and I released her on Twitter, plus 133. You can still find some 130s out there. Round one, Stephanie Egger, plus 133, or the best price you can get. Now let's move into the next fight, round two, a lightweight fight. In round two, Steve Garcia, and let me go slow and I pronounce this young man's name, Melky Zael Costa. I'll be calling him Costa the rest of the way. So when this fight first opened, Garcia and Costa were priced at minus 110, a pick em. Before the fight was canceled last week, Costa was minus 240. And when we watch when he opened this week, he opens 250. And that's probably correct. While Garcia is game and has he rides in on some momentum here, he really hasn't fought a who's who. And he's highly volatile, meaning he's got the power in his hands to stop it for you. But he's also got that glass jaw. If you sneeze on him right, he'll go. And what we know we get with Costa is power from the Chuto people down in Brazil. This fight has fireworks written all over it. But I think the reason I'm going to lean to Costa is because of the sickness and the factor of the weight miss last week and what it did to Garcia. I think it's going to be hard for him to recover. And meanwhile, though he's the bigger guy, I think he's going to have difficulty dealing with Costa's athleticism, his speed, his power, and you can't knock Costa out. Round two is going to be a parlay, and we're going to use Costa. Currently priced minus 265, and we're going to have to go down in our DraftKings menu all the way to January 13th, 
where we'll see a fight, Manuel Cop against Nicolau, the Brazilian. Currently, Cop is minus 180. We're going to use Costa minus 265 to Cop on January 13th at minus 180. One unit returns 1.14 units. Now we move into round three. Round three is a fight I've been talking about much of the week, and it's a welterweight tussle between Chinese fighter Song Kinan and a Frenchman fighting out of Australia at City Kickboxing, Kevin Jusset. Kinan, arguably the more experienced fighter. In fact, no one can argue that. He's been in with decent level fighters, but he was in with Ian Gary and he actually wobbled Gary. Kinan has definite power in his hands. He tends to leave himself open and he can be extremely inconsistent. In fact, if you look over his record outside that good showing against Gary and his last out against a journeyman, he's really lost to UFC caliber fighters and his wins are all against fighters that are no longer in the UFC. He comes in looking really good and he comes in as an underdog to one Kevin Jusset who's only got one UFC fight under his belt. It was a win and he looked good. Now the issue with this fight is Jusset fights, looks, and has the same almost exact skill set as one Ian Gary. He just doesn't have the lip that Gary has. Yes, in this fight, Jusset's going to have two inches of height. He's three years the younger man, four-inch reach advantage, and while he has less experience, it's his size and the ability to keep Song on the outside of those strikes, coupled with his judo background. If we can get this fight to the ground, I think Jusset will have dynamic advantage, and I think it's his goal to get this to the ground. Our friend Jusset opens minus 170, now he's minus 145. There's a little love for Song Kinan. And if this fight was in China, maybe. I would think, okay, I, I can see why he's the favorite. But I think Jusset's tool box and his physical advantages put him in a real good position here. I think he is a legitimate favorite. And the fact that now both guys got to travel around the world to fight in Vegas takes any hometown advantage away from Song. Round three is another parlay. Jusset, now priced minus 148 at DraftKings, is going to be paired with another fighter, the main event, January 13th, Magomed Ankalaev. Now, we tried this last week and it didn't work, and we're trying it again because I'm committed to get to Ankalaev and I want him at a good price. Round three. Jusset minus 148 to Inkali of minus 340. One unit returns 1.16 units. Now we walk right in to round four and one of the better fights on the card. Round four, great fight, middleweights, Brazilian Andre Muniz against South Korean Jun Yong Park, the Iron Turtle. 
boy, this Iron Turtle shows up to this fight with nothing but momentum, and he's loose as a goose. His last four wins, Duryev, Tulilan, Joe Holmes, and Eric Anders. Yeah, I get the same impression. Anders' fight was dubious because Anders thought he won it, and so did I. The other fighters are very, very journeyman fighters. Park enters with that momentum nonetheless, and he's ready to rock and roll at 17 and 5. And he takes on a guy in Muniz who is a big, huge specimen of a Brazilian athlete. But in his last two, he's been beat down by bullies. He's been bullied. And the word is on big Brazilian jiu-jitsu is sometimes they shy away from getting bullied. Muniz has that rap, and I think it's unwarranted. When you look at who bullied Muniz in the last two, one was the Bear Jew, Paul Craig. And that's as Craig moved from light heavyweight down to middleweight, and he was able to impose himself on Muniz. Before that, it was Allen. Brendan Allen? Oh, yeah. Top five talent about to get his shot at a title run at buck 85. So what I'm trying to say is I don't think they're shame in losing to those guys. In fact, I think steel sharpens steel and it made Muniz better fighter. In this fight, Muniz is gonna be four inches taller. I got two lefties in there and that always gums up a fight, makes it odd. And he's got a five inch reach advantage. Listen, I, I think Muniz is focused. He's lost his last two. He feels like he's on the cutting block and he gets a tremendous opportunity. And oh, by the way, he only had to fly five hours to Vegas. It was Park who was gonna fight in front of his people, at least at his side of the hemisphere that has to make the 15, 18 hour flight into Las Vegas. This is Andre Muniz. He opened plus 220 and I tried to keep my mouth shut until the Sneak Teat podcast Monday and announce him then. However, I couldn't keep the secret away. People did see the price and take it. By the time Sneak Teep came out, we took Andre Muniz plus 180. And if you're looking at the pricing now, he's plus 150 or plus 155. And I think he continues to go down. This is an awesome spot for Andre Muniz. And we have him in round four, plus 180. Now let's move into round five. Round five, this is a situational bet because Sumarji was originally scheduled to fight Nascimento, a Brazilian submission specialist. We know Sumarji's big, long, tall drink of water, a striker primarily. So that fight was set. Nascimento got hurt. And who shows up on short notice for this fight? But Tim Elliott, another flyweight fighter that fought, oh, by the way, five, six weeks ago in a loss to Makayev, and he's game and he's ready and he's now in. So the important facts to this fight are that both these guys are 125ers, but they've agreed to fight at 35 because this is like eight or nine days notice for Tim Elliott. That's the handicap. Sumarji was prepared and had undergone a full camp for an absolute vice grip killer submission grappler in Nascimento. And so he gets a similar fighter, even though 
maybe one that's more unorthodox and odd in Tim Elliott, but Tim Elliott comes in without a camp. And, and I think that to me, that coupled with Elliott being 36 years old is the crux of this handicap. Elliott opens minus 150. He's now minus 135 or 140. You can see Sue available at anywhere from plus 110 to plus 120. Round five, we're going to take Sue Mudarji at plus 120. Now let's roll into round six. Round six is our last fight. I didn't want to let this position go because I want to tie one more parlay up for us this week. We're going to go to the lightweight fight between Aussie Jamie Malarkey and the Afghani fighter that is a, really fighting out of Germany, Nazrat Hackprest. Hackprest opens minus 175 to Malarkey 150 as a dog. I was a little surprised at that until I really got my fingers dirty doing the handicapping here. And really, what I think we got in Malarkey is a complete gamer. He comes to fight, he moves forward, he's a volume-based striker primarily, and he's surely willing to take one to give one, and that's his issue. He tends to leave himself open. Meanwhile, for Hockparest, here's a guy that's a southpaw, and he's an effective southpaw. He's got big power in his left hook. The issue with Hockparest is he hasn't been in fights where he's able to show any power at all. In this fight, he'll be the more athletic guy. He's going to be the guy with the footwork and the speed. He's the more durable fighter, in my opinion, as well. And so between these two guys, I think we're going to see plenty of action, but I think we're going to see a really tight, close fight that's going to go all 15 minutes. Round six, leg one. Hockparest and Malarkey fight starts round three, minus 180. We're going to take that with a fighter next week, Casey O'Neill. And this is another parlay we tried last week when she was minus 166. She's now minus 205. That's why I'm trying to get some of these parlays in early before these favorite prices get so out of hand. Back to round six, Hockparest Malarkey starts round three, minus 180 to Ms. O'Neill, minus 205. One unit brings back 1.01 units. There we have it, a packed fight card for UFC Las Vegas 83. We've got three parlays tucked in here and three straight bets. All three straight bets, underdogs. We'll be back next week, Monday morning, bright and early with the Sneak Peek Podcast that'll be doing a complete assessment of the opening lines for UFC 296. Enjoy the fights, and thank you for listening. Boom! That's it! That is it! Unbelievable! That was insane! You've been locked into Gamblue's Bout Business MMA Podcast featuring Lou Finicaro. Hit our subscribe button and never miss out on Lou's behind-the-scenes access to the world of MMA. Of all the superlatives... Oh my goodness! Bam! The legs go! I mean, that is clean! Wow.
Want the best sports betting podcast on the board? Look no further than GreenRollMedia.com each and every weekend. GreenRoll's covering the NFL, college football, and MMA better than anyone. Bringing you behind the counter of the most well-renowned sports books in Las Vegas. That's GreenRollMedia.com. GreenRollMedia.com. Home of the world's premier sports betting podcast network.